Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? Guys, we have Jaime Rivera back on the show, and that is really the main story of this episode. Yes, we talk a little bit about Apple One. Uh, Jaime gives me the reasons why he's really into it. Um, and then we talk about how we feel about the iPhone uh, 12 mini and the iPhone 12 Pro Max, which we're going to go on sale, rather pre-order the morning after we recorded this podcast. Now, our discussion goes through a lot of different things. I wanted to dedicate the first half of the episode to just Jaime telling us what he's been up to and to just uh, update us on him, because I know a lot of you have been waiting for him to return to the podcast. This was recorded in my office because we were able to actually work together here. Jaime's come a long way uh, from South America, being there for most of 2020 at this point, uh, and we were able to just chat together uh, face-to-face, and it was really awesome. So, uh, for the amount of time that we were able to work together in the same place. It was awesome, and we wanted to share that with you via this episode of the podcast with Jaime Rivera. Enjoy. How freaking long has it been since you've been on the podcast? I don't know. You have the number. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Galaxy Flex. Galaxy Book Flex. Samsung. The interview. The interview. That oh my god, <laughs> which I think was probably one of my favorite podcasts ever. Agreed, and we we do want to have more people on to actually oh, interview. Oh, I, I I can't wait. Like honestly, I think that that was like the perfect platform. It was great. Uh, watch your elbow for your iPad. Um, so yeah, like welcome back, and <laughs> and also like as as if people didn't realize based on our social media, we're working together right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So you are you are here and you're in my office. This is literally weird because I'm like the only person in here at any given time. So it's been great to work together. <laughs> no, um, thank you for having me, bud. I think because people have been wondering where the hell are you, um, we should just start off by asking like, how have you been? <laughs> oh my God, 2020 has been, it's been a difficult year for many people but i think it's it's been specifically it's been hard for me i've lost loved ones probably my hero my grandfather mm-hmm. who raised me since i was 5 passed away from covid-19 um i've lost good friends um and right now i my country is going through probably the worst hurricane my country's been struck by hurricanes 3 times which is an irony because every single hurricane by design passes through the coast of my country. But because of the way hurricanes work, and I could give you the whole technical reason why, because mm-hmm. I studied meteorology for some weird reason at some previous point in my life, um, this is the third time that we get one. And it's right now it's day, this is day two of three, and it is already being worse than every other. And so it's, it's been a rough year, man. And here we are dealing with elections. Yeah, <laughs> we are in the weirdest time right now. So yeah, no, I, I've been I've been in Honduras uh, taking care of the most important things, which is what I advise people. I think that if anything, this pandemic has taught us that we should focus on what's important. Yeah, um, not focus on the vanities of life, which literally will lead you to nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, it's your family that's most important. It's being where you want to be. I know that pe- I know people that be. You know, a lot of people are are considering the working from home as a problem, um, and I understand it's something new. Here's the thing, guys. I was in your shoes in 2011. <laughs> I was in your shoes for the first time working from home in 2011, and I hated it when I came full time to pocket. Now I was. I remember I, because I was used to having the secretary. And, uh, you know, I had back then 28 people under my command. I was used to 
working in an environment of people. And for me to go from that to be locked in to work and only be able to talk to the dogs, that was weird. And I remember the first year I hated it. And then I just got used to it. Mm -hmm. And then I learned that I could work from anywhere. And then I have a lot of friends, you know, former Google employees, some of them that are still there, that have literally left San Francisco. They are road tripping around the United States and going to places they had never been before on a trailer working from anywhere. And so, yes, this pandemic has brought so many bad things. And I mean, nobody can claim that I'm not sensitive about it because I have paid the ultimate price yeah, for this you, pandemic. You've literally been affected by it. Right. And yet I am grateful that I landed in my country on March 11th, that my country locked down the next day, and that I was pretty much locked in the country, whether I liked it or not. And I was to a certain degree forced to be there. And then I was there with my family. I was able to provide, I was able to serve it has been probably the most beautiful time of my life that I would have never been able to forgive myself for not being there mm. if something would have happened the other way. True. If I wouldn't have flown in that time and I would have not been locked in, I would have probably not done it. And I wouldn't have not been at the right place at the right time to be there for my hero for the last months of his life. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, you know, it's difficult. It's hard. I... I think about him every day and I miss him every day. And he is, you know, he's probably one of the biggest inspirations I've ever had in my life. Um, and yet I don't, I guess I, I, even if I mourn, I don't see it negatively because it was still going to happen at some point. If I wasn't, if I wasn't there, it would have probably happened earlier. And so I'm just happy that I was there. Yeah. And I think I, I think I speak on behalf of our audience, honestly, who I've been asking in not only, I mean, we don't put the podcast on YouTube anymore, but I know that I've seen people saying like, where's Jaime, where's this or that. I know that I certainly get on my videos, <laughs> the where's Jaime comments. But uh, as far as the podcast is concerned, like we're happy to have you back. And I, I'm sure I speak on behalf of our audience when I say not only condolences, but we're happy that you're obviously still here. Yeah. And you've been able to do what you can. Yeah. You've finally been able to get back. Um, your posts on the plane uh, to come back to the U.S. in general, but yeah. New York, of course, being the, yeah. the main place. Um, that was, there was a certain like fanfare triumph that I feel like I was hearing Which in my one? head. Just you flying, like, because none of us have been able to go anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I played Charles Barkley. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Charles Barkley. I forget. Sorry. I forget this guy's name. Um, the, the song that I played in the, in the story, that's what you're talking about? I think so, yeah. It's um, hilarious, it's not true, hold on. Not Barkley, no. Hold on, I'll tell I, you, I have I'll it in my head, I can't remember the name. <laughs> so you, you want to know where I heard that song for the first time? Hmm. Did you ever watch Suits? No, I know it though. <laughs> oh my God. So literally, it's a scene in Suits where the, the Jessica, which is like the head honcho of the firm, is going through the roughest times and she's sitting in you know in in harvey's office and she is playing an lp of of this guy um and it, it's it's called the song is called dusty blues, dusty blues. and it, it's like the epitome of new york mm. that song and so literally i'm landing in new york and i'm playing that song mainly because i watched that scene where she's going through the roughest times of her life and she is just dealing with it with a with a with an lp playing 
and with a glass of single malt scotch. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, speaking of which, we have our own little, we have our own, our own libations right now with our whiskey. Um, so whenever, this is a joke, and I hope that, I really hope that our friend is listening right now. If not, I'm going to cut this portion Here up. Here we go. What Charles Bradley. Bradley. He's from Brooklyn. Okay. He's from Brooklyn. Yeah, Dusty Blue is the name of the song. Well, we have our own little bit of whiskey here, so cheers, my friend. Cheers, my friend. So the um, a couple of things I do want to point out, and I really hope he's listening right now. If he's not, I'm going to cut this part of the uh, podcast out and send it to him. <laughs> Jaime has there's there's a certain dichotomy or not dichotomy experience that Jaime has when he's around two particular people. One is me, mm-hmm. and one is David Kogan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> David and I are very much in line when it comes to our like sensibilities mm-hmm. um so here i here when he goes when when jaime goes out with kogan it's a little hard to get just a simple cup of coffee because <laughs> things are always so overcomplicated they go to really like hipster places in in brooklyn meanwhile on the flip side he's here with me and i'm the one who made an old-fashioned from scratch with a homemade keto sugar <laughs> substitute it's been amazing <laughs> <laughs> and i'm glad you like it um so we're here we're we're drinking up a bit we have been working all day and um, yeah, I, I just wanted to be sure to get like the update from you because I know so much has been happening and so much is even happening now. Yeah. Like you said, like things are happening in Honduras right now. So I hope everyone is okay. But here's the thing. I mean, we're going through probably one of the craziest elections I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, we my, literally have a TV on with it yeah, right now. My country is going through probably the hardest time, which is going to take the country. It's It's crazy how it's been 22 years since the last hurricane and the country is still... Like if it, it didn't progress, it regressed from whatever we was needed to be done. And here's the thing, dude. I, I do believe that there is this level of crazy cynicism in leadership around the world, not just in my country. Mm-hmm. It's happening in the United States. It's happening everywhere. Where I here I come from an industry before doing this where you couldn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. My grandfather passed away because of the ineptitude of our authorities, whether they like it or not. Um, and, and it's funny where they're like, no, we didn't bring this virus. It came from China. You know what, dude, where I come from and with what I used to do, my job was to mitigate risk. My job was to figure out how to, clo- how to, fi- how to end problems. My, my, it's funny, at some point, I, I remember I, I was 21 years old, and I called one of my colleagues, and I was so pissed off, because like four out of the seven airplanes we needed to dispatch that day were bad, or for whatever reason, and I called him, and I, his name was Edgar Vialta, which I believe he's no longer alive, and he, and I told him, like, Edgar, it's so bad, and he's like, great, and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, think about it, what's your job? And I'm like, if... These planes, if we could schedule all planes to do what they had to do, mm-hmm. you and I wouldn't have a job. Our job is to figure out what to do with planes when they don't do their job. When mm-hmm. something goes wrong, this yeah. is your position. Embrace it and fix the problem. Yeah. That's what you're here for. It's that it's like that scene in the movie Fury when Brad Pitt and everybody's screaming to the kid they they just put in the in the gunner position. And all they scream at him is just do your job. Mm-hmm. Just do your job. Just do what you're paid for. Just do what you're here for. Yeah. And so, dude, when we go through the most difficult times of our lives, which has been 2020 pretty much for most of the people that I know. We were just reminiscing about the last time we saw each other too. Exactly. <laughs> and so we need people to do their job. Mm-hmm. 
And what we need now, I feel, in general, if if this if this pandemic has taught us anything, one is perspective over what things are important and what things are not. Yep. And number two, it's taught us that we should be more picky about who we decide to allow to lead to lead us. Indeed. One thing that I keep coming back to when I talk about the election, let's say, or just the state of things in the U.S. right now, and this is a question I haven't brought up on the podcast in a little while, is like, what is your relationship with social media, especially when it comes to stuff like this? Because I haven't talked to you in a long time. I know. On the podcast, I mean. But yeah, it's weird because I, I, I mentioned earlier to you that I make it very clear to my family, like, we have to be off Facebook. And we have to be very wary of like, either it's conspiracy theories or misinformation. Obviously, Twitter over the last couple of days with this election has literally flagged the president's tweets <laughs> as this is not true. You know, and it's, it's, it's insane to me that this is actually where we are with this whole thing. Okay, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. How much do you know the difference between good, good scotch and cheap scotch? I have put the time in. I know. So you know the difference between the aging process and even when a single malt doesn't include exactly. the year, what, the, that, what does that mean? So yeah. you have an educated mind, mm -hmm. you, but this, is not, this has not always been you. The, it's been a process. Yeah. You, I can tell you I did not know the difference between a cut of steak and another up until I was 27. Yeah. And bear when you could actually, well, I don't know if afford is the right word, but when you can actually experience those things. Honestly, I could afford, it's, this is just to give you a perspective of how my evolution has been. Okay. Where I was able to afford going to the most expensive restaurant since I was 18. And yet I did not experience making one of my making the acquaintance of one of my really good friends who actually passed away a month ago and he teach him teaching me the ropes of what the difference between a uh, what a malbec what a um, you know what to combine wines with what's a what's uh i don't know in 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 english like flan steak skirt steak i don't know which ones these are it's just like a cut yeah. yeah but for me it's like entraña it's buyaso it's uh, oh, okay. th these are names in spanish um uh, it's the beauty of, so the point that I'm trying to make is when it comes to social media, you're already an educated mind. Mm -hmm. You already know what's a conspiracy theory and not. Fair. You get followed by somebody and, and you already know that these are fake photos that are taken from somebody else or not. You already know the difference between these things. And so here's the thing. I deal with my parents, for example, on social media all the time and my dad sending me uh like links and things that just make like the other day my dad was like no there's this guy that just emailed me that he says that he's from a he's from a bank in france <laughs> <laughs> i know i know that face but dude this is reality it's true this but, uh, is even reality. now i'm getting i'm literally getting text messages that are farming for i got an amazon one mm -hmm. that said the winner of this week's Amazon treasure box is Joshua. Dude, I got I got a text the other day from FedEx where it was like the sta for the status of your package click here and dude we get packages every day. Mm -hmm. So I clicked on the damn thing and I don't know what I just did with my phone. <laughs> like seriously. The thing is once it asks you for personal information, that's when you know. Exactly, but the the point being is you're an educated person when it comes to social media. To a certain degree, because of that level of education, I fight it. And you notice that my input on Instagram is very low lately. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it is because I am disenchanted by how politicians have been able to use social media to target people that don't know better. 
the question is, what's the right thing to do? Is the right thing to do to just not be a part of it because you hate it? Or is the right thing to do, what I try to do is like, I try to not be a part of, you know, the negative side of it. The, the, the me trying to create a lifestyle that develops this sort of desire on people to consume products. Like if people ask me that they want to buy a phone or they want to buy a tablet or they want to buy a computer, I will recommend what I consider to be the best bang for their buck. Sure. But I don't try to portray a lifestyle that makes anybody feel envious that they don't have it. Yeah. which is what a lot of people, quote-unquote, influencers do. And I'm totally against it. And at the same time, like, I've been in so many cases. Like, the other day, a good friend of mine, she's selling uh, keto coffee. And nice. I'm like, I'm like, and she's like, could you post about it? And I'm like, I'm like, listen, how can I respond to this without... Uh, not without us not losing our friendship. Technically, all coffee is keto. Also, the true, <laughs> true, uh, and also it's it might be disingenuous because and then and then part of it was like these like uh, like uh, belts that I see a lot of people in the gym using that will make you sweat more. I'm like, take those damn things off. I didn't know that's what they were for. Oh my god, you have never been to a gym in Latin America. <laughs> all, all these women wearing these belts. Isn't it hot enough there? You're sweating already, dude. I trust me, it's a sauna <laughs> on its own, and then imagine that part. And well, so, and so, it's one of those things where I do feel we have a responsibility to, you know, try to edge. If the problem is you can't be giving unsolicited advice either. Mm -hmm. But then if I catch my dad being almost conned for money, I have to stop him. Exactly, but that's the thing. You you're you're intervening and it's also close to home. Yeah. Um it, that's the thing. Like I don't I don't post on social media a lot about my my views on a lot of stuff until yeah. it affects me so much. Like I remember when the first debate happened, I was tweeting, I was basically live tweeting the hell out of that thing. And I was just yeah. mad the whole time. Um, but even then, when it comes to like, I don't know, this is just my position when it comes to social media, when my family, my parents in particular, start to say something that is clearly not the whole story, mm -hmm. my response usually is, but did you click the article? <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Do you consider yourself... Um, we in Spanish we call that mecha corta, like temperamental. Like, will you just spark at something? I I, I would like to, I used to. <laughs> I would like to think that I'm better now. Okay, so here's the problem. I you know I have met people that are very short fused, mm -hmm. and then like ten miles closer to that is me. Okay. I am actually very short fused by nature. But what 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 sparks it? Is it stuff that's closer to you or stuff that's away from you? Uh, anything, dude. Like, really? Like I am actually very very. I'm a very passionate person in general, yeah. either for music or for scotch or for food or for my family or for the people I care about. You know, the small or for, a, for a good latte. Exactly. Like yeah. it doesn't really matter. Like I can't take I, this guy anywhere to my places. <laughs> <laughs> and so I am that kind of person that will actually savor. Whatever it is that I do, I don't just do it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. I will savor it. Yeah. And so the, that can go both ways, both positive and negative. And one of the things that I've learned is that social media knows how to target me. Yes. They know how to target my desire to buy something or my desire to, like, it's hilarious. Like, there's this new, um, <laughs> listen, so I have been complaining because my apartment in Honduras is like white walls. And... Like for the past, uh, I would say 
two weeks, I have been getting ads on Instagram of these like tiles, which is like you send a couple of photos to this address, to this email, to this account, and then they will send you back printed tiles that that have got these like sticky magnetic latches at the back, and you can just put them on your wall like paintings. And like I'm like these guys know exactly how to target <laughs> me, man. These guys know exactly what I want. I have not stopped getting Xbox ads since the freaking <laughs> pre-order for Christ's sakes, because they know that the only reason I did uh, the whole Xbox Pass is for Microsoft Fight Flight Simulator, Indeed. for example, which literally helped me be what I was in my previous career. Mm -hmm. um, so I am very cautious of social media. I have, I guess I've, I, I, I've evolved a lot and I have learned to control my temper mm -hmm. a lot, but I've learned to control my temper with one very simple life. Uh, I would say, um, you know, what do you call that? Like one life philosophy, avoid it. True. I avoid whatever it is that I know is going to, is going to target. It's going to either spark me or, or trigger me. I will avoid it. See, it sounds it sounds about as aware or mindful. I'll use the word mindful as yeah. as how I would approach it, which is I need to. I, I'm I, I'm I'm sort of the mindfulness type, as you know, mm -hmm. and as Isa would know. Yeah. Um, that I am always aware of how things are triggering me, and that's what makes me operate. So if I look at something and it pisses me off, why did it piss me off? Oh, that's the reason why. Now I address it. So that's really how I am. But I can also add to this whole social media thing of targeting us and mm -hmm. making it so that it really gets a rise out of us. I can't believe, I would only, I would only admit this because we're drinking. But, <laughs> so I, have you, have you been, have you been on TikTok at all? No. So you haven't even touched it. I'm okay. not a millennial dude. Do I look like one? Oh, I, I feel, my God, I'm flattered right now. Do I so, look young enough to use TikTok? But here's the thing. My daughter's really good at it. Okay. I haven't posted at all. I plan on it, but I haven't posted at all. But I am a consumer on TikTok now. And I will admit that, you know, hearkening back to a little bit of the election talk, I downloaded it because I knew it was going away. So I was like, I better download it now before it gets banned from, right. the, from the Play Store or right. the App Store. And I got to say... It took about a week. It took about a week. And I already told TK this off mic. but Because <laughs> I've seen TK. I'm exactly. like, man, it's, it's, that beard does not give you away <laughs> that you don't fit here, dude. So this is what I told him. And I'm still mad at this. The algorithm, I was being so careful about what I liked, what I saved, who I followed. Mm -hmm. But the algorithm of TikTok, the legendary algorithm of TikTok figured me out. <laughs> a week in... Gladly, honestly, happily, right now, it's not quite this. Okay. But for a little while, after just a week of me being on TikTok, all it was showing me was Asian girls. <laughs> <laughs> Asian influencers, dancers. Foodies. All, foodies. Of all course. of these things. And it was like, but the thing is, I haven't even liked any. And I think part of the algorithm is, what are you watching? You know, like, what are you, what are you letting play fully? Exactly. You know I mean? So it was so weird to me. Which is and the I, way YouTube works. Exactly. And I, I gotta, I gotta say, sorry, Isa. But, but By the way, Renee the Ritchie, like, it's, it's funny. Every single time I play anything, the next video that will play is a Renee Ritchie video. 
He's hey, he's doing, he's killing. He's it. killing it. He's yeah. the best. Are you kidding me? Yeah. From, from commentary to analysis to just flat out, you know, just puns from like Marvel's <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's true. I'm like Renee, you're a freaking genius, buddy. I God, I love that guy. He's the best. Yeah. All right. So I I wanted to make sure we dedicated a good amount of the show just checking in with one another. Like obviously, you and I have have hung out for a bit, yeah. but. We want you to hang out with the audience. So that's why I wanted to dedicate the first portion of this Thank show you, today. I appreciate it. Uh, we are going to get into some tech talk, uh, but real quick, I do want to get into just a short break and then we'll come right back. So I want to hear. Because I just learned so much about podcasting microphones with Josh. <laughs> <laughs> We're using the Sh- the new Shure MV7. Yes. Which I just realized I knew too little about. So here is, okay, I'm going to get a little nerdy here because one of the things that quarantine taught me because I was stuck in my house or here in the office was that I really needed to improve my audio. And mm-hmm. I will say this, if you're listening to this podcast, commenter, um, you will get the credit, okay? I did a video for you guys um, early on in quarantine. Mm-hmm. And someone pointed out that my audio, it was coming from a lav mic. Yeah. Someone pointed out that they said, it's hard to watch my videos because if you were to turn it up well enough, it just sounds like noise. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with the audio to the point where you don't hear a voice. You just hear like the static, like yeah. bar. Interesting. Know? So I thought, wow, interesting. So I listened back to an episode and I was like, you know what? Okay. I mean, not an episode, a video. And I was like, you know what? I can kind of see where he's coming from. So why don't I go ahead and get into it? Mm-hmm. So I... Fell in the YouTube hole. I listened to Curtis Judd. I listened to Gerald Undone. And oh, Gerald is the best. He's dope. Oh my god. So I, I I looked at what mics they were using and why they were using it, and they showed me pencil condenser mics, which is what I'm using right now. Interesting. So I'm about a foot away from my mic, mm-hmm. and this is what I sound like. Um, these are the mics that you use if you want it to be just out of frame and you still want to hear yourself. Then I need well. to order that. So this is a good one, right? Yeah. The reason why these microphones are important is because this is what they use at concerts. They're able to uh, plainly pick up the strum of a guitar because it's about a foot away from the guitar. Are you kidding me? Yeah. These are the mic. These are the kinds of mics that they do that for. No way. Conversely, the mic you're using is inspired by the same mic that so clearly back in the 1970s picked up Michael Jackson's voice. No way. You hear nothing but his voice. When you listen to songs like uh, Rock, Your, uh, wait, Rock With You, his first album. Are you serious? It's that mic and beyond. Uh, artists use that mic all the time. Yeah. Because one of my friends who lives in Burbank, uh, she said, one of the best parts about Michael Jackson's songs, especially early on, is that the music is there the melody is there, yeah, but it's all voice. It, it's him. But his voice sounds so surreal in these songs. Exactly. I had no idea. So that's how he was able to make his voice so prevalent in those songs is because he isolated it perfectly using a mic like that. Interesting. So there's a difference here. And again, I'm getting nerdy. The mic I'm using is a condenser, which is why I'm a foot away from it. Meanwhile, that sure is a dynamic mic, which is why he's two inches away. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing about the M7 is it, I guess it's evolved. Yeah. You can use it away from you, but you need to use the application for that to work. Exactly. The interesting part, you were telling me that it, it, it you would be forced to use a Mac for that or a Windows computer. There's actually an app for the iPad. Yes. So I do yes. believe that you can use an iPad Pro with this microphone as well. Did it not come with a... Le- well, actually, I take that back because the iPad uses USB-C. Yeah. 
the bag of that is is us micro usb but it includes oh. it brings micro usb to a usb c cable which i had never seen before yeah yeah okay so you can use that that's one of the cool things right because if you if you okay what's funny is granted you're the one who's been traveling but 2020 has unearthed so many tools that would help us with our traveling lives in this work. <laughs> I, I have, my eyes have been open to powerful editing laptops. Yeah. To, there's a desktop right behind me. That has I been, love that MSI, it, my it's God. It's been the VIP, I swear to God. Um, I, I just edited, uh, I, actually to tease everybody, if it's not out already, it should be out by now, the mm. Xperia 5 Mark II. I edited that video. It's a 12 minute video that rendered in five minutes. <laughs> it's like, I've never experienced that on the road. Yeah. And I wish I could experience it now, but we can't travel. So that's the thing. Like it's, it's all of these tools are just amazing. And when Jaime said, oh, let's use the Shure. I'm like, all right, cool. He brings it out and I immediately recognize what Mike is. And I was like, where did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> Danielle, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is great. Like this is going to be, this is literally what it sounds like between a condenser mic and a dynamic mic. The thing is when I actually edit the audio, I make sure it sounds the same no matter what. So those of you listening right now may not really tell the difference, but trust me, there's some, there's some nice nerdy stuff going on right now i can't wait to hear the audio yeah it'll be great i'll send it to you and you'll be able to hear it <laughs> uh but the fact that it is a usb mic that connects to a, an ipad yeah on the road you'll get your you'll get your uh vo yeah in in such an easy way because you're mr ipad i mean you're you have one right there i know but and here's the thing like you were asking me like do you mind having the microphone in the shot i'm like if it's a sure i don't mind at all mm -hmm. like like sure like Probably, obviously, they're famous now for their microphones. Well, they've been famous for many years. And obviously, Joe Rogan has made it even more popular. Any podcaster, really. Any podcaster, really. But their earbuds, yeah, their monitors have been... Like, I remember when, when Anton told me how much they cost, I was like, no. And then he made me listen to them. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. And it would be even better if you have a service that does like HD music or exactly. anything like that. Which actually, before we get into, because we we're going to talk about the iPhone a little bit. Let's do you, it. You and I had a conversation earlier mm -hmm. about you might be giving up Spotify soon. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. It's it's bad. Um, have you used Apple Music? No. Okay, so I list, I literally, I don't download Spotify in its maximum quality. Mm -hmm. Not in its minimum, but in the <clears throat> middle. You know, not too little, not too much. I'm really willing to download the maximum quality now. I don't know what it is about Apple's codec. But ever since, so they launched Apple One. I was like, okay, my son uses Apple Music. I really want to try Fitness Plus. I don't care about Apple Music. I literally feel that they don't handle playlists as good as Spotify. The discovery is not as good as Spotify, but I've been listening to Apple Music, and I'm like, I've been using from the Bose 700s to the AirPods. I've used a few of my favorites from Jabra. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember what else have I used. Um, oh, I yeah, that's embargo. I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> But I've been testing some, uh, you know, and then I've been using um, some of the monitors that I've that I have from Samsung, not Samsung, but Samsung. Samsung, yeah, yeah, which is which is literally more a musician brand, 
And they, I don't, I, I, this is Samson. Are you serious? The condenser mic. Yeah, this is the CO2. No way. Oh, yeah. Dude, I love their microphones. So for the longest time, one of my favorite microphones was their desktop microphone, which I forget the number right now. But it's just, I could leave that microphone literally two feet away from me. And I don't know what it is about, about the internals. There was no echo, no noise, nothing. Just clean, delicious audio. And my daughter has really been picking up singing lately. Mm. And so I'm like, I have the exact tool for you, darling. I, I just can't wait to see her again, which, by the way, has been a problem with COVID-19. Of course. Um, but like, I can't wait to see her to bring her that microphone. Oh, my God. I didn't know that was Samson. Yeah, oh this God. one's a Samson. And it comes, my favorite part about this mic is it comes in a dual set. <laughs> no way. So it's actually really affordable. It's just that you need to connect it to like an interface like this. So that's the only thing. Yeah. But yeah, no. So I, Apple Music, dude, I... This is my first time trying it out. My son has been testing it. He's been paying for it. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll try Apple One. Um, honestly, all I care about is Fitness Plus, which is still not out. Is that going to replace your whole Peloton thing, though? Of course not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's up there. So a lot of people ask me, like, what do you like about Peloton? And I'm like, okay, you wouldn't understand. I'm obsessed. I've been obsessed with cycling since 2012. I love cycling. I love spinning. I that's been my favorite sport, if you would call it that way. Um, here's the thing: the big there are two things that need to be done well in spinning for you to um, for you to enjoy the process. One is the instructor. Yep. The one and and it's the instructor and his choice of music. A lot of and here, bear in mind, I used to be an instructor in this, and so still blows my mind when you ever say that. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's hilarious when I hear instructors telling people to do something, but then the music is completely off. It's not that. The way you make people engage with the music is literally by, sorry, engage with the class is by choosing music that adapts to what you want. Mm. And so you will choose Living on a Prayer, for example, if you want people <laughs> to be enthusiastic about the song, but sure. then you need for them to follow the cadence. Yes. They have to follow the cadence of the song in absolutely every way for them to feel like if they're dancing to it. Mm -hmm. But then there's the other thing. You really need to know how to structure your, your classes. You have to pick from song one to song 45 minute in. So it's like, it's like a set list. You need to understand what you're requiring people to do okay. for them to be able to survive the 45 minutes or 30 minutes or 60 minutes or whatever the class is going to last. And for people to not feel it, you know, and depending on what kind of class it is, are you looking for people to exhilarate? Like, is this a morning class and you want people to wake up mm -hmm. and enjoy their day? Is this an end of the day class where you want people to feel tired at the end that they feel that they've worked out the last thing you want is to pump people up at 9 p.m dude that's the, and so i have i have tested few services that understand the basic logic of fitness as well as peloton and then here's the problem you grab a bike that is designed to make you competitive Mm -hmm. It shows you a leaderboard and it shows you where you stand. Yeah. So if there are 30,000 people taking the class and you are number 20 something, you suck. <laughs> and didn't it's, you just hit a leaderboard recently? Of course. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I do. I try to kill my PR all the time. <laughs> but And so it becomes this, this obsessive thing that makes you want to do it again. Yeah. 
but it it's the connection of the bike and the service plus the instructors it's that ecosystem and so think about it apple app fitness plus is literally going to be the class on your tv that's connected to your apple watch that's telling you how you're doing versus the class and i hope that they're going to bring some competitive nature apple has been gamifying fitness since the birth of the apple watch mm. And every single person that I've known that's into fitness, they could have loved their garments all they wanted. And I have every single Phoenix that you could think of. So, but then when they try an Apple Watch, it's really hard to pull them back because of the gamifying of the process. And so that's what Peloton, that's what made, that's what's made Peloton successful. That's what's made Apple, the Apple Watch successful within fitness. And I feel that if they bring those elements to Fitness Plus, it's going to be the same story. Okay. And so for me, Apple One is, I can't wait for Fitness Plus. And obviously, I'll try it. I'll let you know if it's worth it. Mm -hmm. In the end, the question is, and particularly with everything that's been going on with COVID-19, where, uh, you know, with my grandfather's passing, he, him becoming sick, and I had to have a sit down with my mother and my uncle, you know, his kids, and be like, if you guys get sick, you're going to die. My mother actually got sick first, and she barely made it out. Mm. And so it's like, I am the only person that's been doing fitness for the past eight years. And my possibilities of surviving are higher than most of you. So I will do this. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and if, is there a possibility that I can get sick? Yes. Is there a possibility that everything can go wrong? Of course. Is he totally worth it a million times then multiplied by another million? But then it's that level of confidence you have of living a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, true. and and so it's one of those things where I feel that these ecosystems, this is where I, I I love the fact that companies are taking a leap in that direction. If you ask me about everything else about Apple Watch Series Six, like uh, like the um, blood oxygen meter, have you used it at all? It's trash. <laughs> if you compare it to a real blood oxygen the, meter, the one you put on your finger, right? It's trash. Okay. It's it's like it's. Telling me that I'm at 86% level, I'm like, seriously? Yeah, because the finger ones I've been using, because every time I feel a little bit weird, mm -hmm. I try it, and it yeah. always, it's always 98.99, which is what it should be. So don't buy Series 6. Go for the SE. You'll be perfectly fine. My favorite. Um, or if you can find a Series 5 or Series 4, you'll be perfectly fine. You don't need that blood oxygen meter. I, But I still commend Apple for the effort of trying to bring it in. Well, and and I can't wait for them to perfect it. Well, who was it that we know? Was it El Jefe who actually had to go in? Yes, El Jefe. Oh my God, uh, I, dude, I I'm sorry, I apologize, I forget your name. But regardless, like yes, it was because of a uh, of of a uh, weird rhythm in his in his heart rate. Yes, that he was like you like he got the alert from the Apple Watch. And he immediately went into urgent care and effectively he was there. And so this is one of those reasons where I'm like, listen, guys, if there's one product that's going to lock you into the ecosystem, it's the Apple Watch. Ugh. Because I, I'm sorry. It's happening to me listen, right now. Listen, Josh, I'm sorry. <laughs> if I have to compare absolutely every other watch, and I'm serious, I have tried every single other watch I have. I have everything from the Galaxy Watch, which is... Right now, that Galaxy Watch 3 is up there. It's literally finally where it's supposed to be after the recent update. But it's no Apple Watch. It's still not there. Like, Apple has a fitness department. Since they launched the first Apple Watch, they hired a fitness expert. And so they're not playing around. 
Yeah. They're not playing around. They're actually doing the extra mile. They're actually doing the work. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where, like today, for example, one of my friends reached out. Well, sorry, my cousin was like, I need to buy a good desktop computer. What should I buy? And I'm the best bang for the buck. And I'm like, any iMac. And he's like, dude, they're more than $1,000. And I'm like, listen, dude, I'm currently using LG's Ergo monitor, which is a 4K color accurate monitor. It is literally the same display that's on the cheapest iMac. That monitor is $950. Mm-hmm. If you care about your eyes and quality and you're able to buy an iMac for a thousand for eleven hundred bucks that has a monitor that costs you nine hundred dollars, stop arguing. <laughs> Like yeah. this is this is the misconception that people have about Apple products. They try and say, "Yeah, but I can buy a PC, another PC for five hundred. I'm like, "Tell me more about that screen." Yeah, what are you using there right now? 1080p at most. That is that is actually is, fair. Is it color accurate at all? Is it high refresh? How are those speakers? Oh, it doesn't have speakers. You have to buy speakers, right? Yeah. Like, and and have you ever listened to the speakers on an iMac? They on an iMac, no, they're insane. On a pro, on, on like your laptop, they're actually really, Dude, really impressive. Listen to the speakers on any iPad, and you're <laughs> like, Whoa, I have like check my bag, it's right there. Mm-hmm. Look for a portable speaker in there. <laughs> I have stopped carrying a portable speaker ever since the first iPad Pro launched. Yeah, you don't need it, mm-hmm. and so it's one of those things where I'm like, Listen, I am no Apple fanboy, I just know one thing. You know, Steve Jobs said this at one time where they were like, are you going to launch? Like back then it was the netbook time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, are, are, yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. It's that. It's that. Yeah. And, and Steve Jobs, is. they're like, will you, will you launch something in that price? But he's like, I'm sorry, we don't ship junk. Mm-hmm. Apple hasn't really gotten everything right. No, they haven't. The first Apple Watch, I, would, I started recommending the Apple Watch until Series 3. The first I remember two, that. The you first were all two about were it. trash. Yes. Mm-hmm. The first two were trash. Dude, Series 3 was so good that my son stopped using using it until now. Mm. Literally when I gave him the Series 5. Before that, Series 3 was perfectly fine. And my the first MacBook Pro with Retina display was terrible. It was just bad. But... Every and we've heard all the issues of the MacBook Pros. Right now I'm I'm waiting to claim another like Apple's not a perfect company. They're not. But if you were to price what the screen on any Mac costs, if you were to buy it separately, like the problem is once you try a Mac, once you try an iPad, once you use those displays, can you really go back to anything else? I feel the same way about Samsung, for example. Their displays are insane. Yeah. It's really in the, in the smartphone space. In the smartphone space, and right now, even the Galaxy Tab S7 Plus, I mean, so good. It is so good. And so, here's the problem: What is your means of interaction with the product? It's the screen. Yeah, that should be the highest quality, the best. And I'm sorry, Apple gets it bet. Apple gets it right. Samsung gets it right. LG recently has got their act together. They have gotten it right. <laughs> OnePlus, ever since the OnePlus 8, they've gotten it right. Wouldn't you say 7 Pro, though, because of the uh, high refresh with that screen? Yes, the 7 Pro, no, because it was the dimmest refresh rate. (laughs) 
ever. So but 7T. Th- but then they figured it out with the 7T Pro yeah, okay. 5G McLaren. Longest, <laughs> stupidest name ever on a product. You were the one that got to do that, yeah. So as we're talking about Apple and going it's into... It's hilarious when I, when I put like the edit text on, this is the OnePlus 7T Pro 5G McLaren. And I put the text in like the graphic falling in with the motion tracking. And then the text doesn't fit in the field. <laughs> I did that on purpose. It bleeds off the screen, yeah. <laughs> Um, so we're talking. We were talking Apple. We get into smartphones. Well, then it gets me to the to the main thing today, which is like we have. We're about to be out two grand tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot we have to be up at five a.m. Okay, so this is. I don't know if I, I did articulate this story with the twelve Pro, which you have in your hand right now. Yeah, and mine is right here. Um, did did I tell you I stayed up for that? Because I was sure. Oh, yeah, you told me. Because <laughs> I was sure I would not wake up. Yeah. So I stayed up all night, and in my sleepy stupor, I ordered the 12 Pro. Cool. I ordered a MagSafe-compatible clear case. Not cool, because as you saw... It was trash. It's such a... I returned the cases, by the way. Ah, oh, damn. Um, <laughs> I, it, it you was, still can. <laughs> I don't know if... Can you do it without the box? Yeah. Okay, I'll call them. But, yeah, like... Literally the most useless <laughs> case of all time. Um, but then uh, the next one that came in is this California poppy colored MagSafe wallet. Which you've dropped how many times? Well, on purpose. It, it, it used to be California poppy and now it's California dirty. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing though. Apple have made a really good card card case. For your pocket, for not your, for your phone. Exactly, because here's why, and I don't know if it'll—I don't know if it'll register in the uh, in the audio, but I'm going to push this off my phone ever so slight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No one put your IDs in here. No one put your 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 credit cards in here. It will not stick. And this is so—I'm like, oh my god, Apple! Like seriously. So we have our pre-orders that are going to go out tomorrow morning for the Pro Max and for the Mini, which I think are actually, I don't know about you, and you can tell us, I think those are the more imper- uh, the more interesting phones. Because, no, I don't think the Mini is going to be. Really? No. Because I think, that, I think there's, I think that both of these are niche, are niche phones. True. I think that the iPhone, uh, the 12 and the 12 Pro are like the mainstream phones. I agree. But the 12 Pro, having used the 11 Pro and actually liking it, being the Android guy who now is into iPhone stuff, the 11 Pro was amazing. The 12 Pro is the same thing as the 11 Pro. <laughs> yeah. It's not that much like better. Like, if you come from an 11, upgrade to the uh, to the 12. If you come from an 11 Pro, stick to it. Yes. That's how I feel as well. But then, if you come from an 11 Pro Max, which I've used, I used it during the pandemic, uh, and then you want to, you can upgrade. I, I would totally, I feel that it's worth the upgrade to the 12 Pro Max, if you're a creator, if you're actually a pro and you actually do care about using that camera to its maximum capabilities. It's just interesting because it's adopting the sensor. Uh, I was like 1.7 microns. I'm like, there's no phone out there with 1.7 microns. I'm like, I've never heard of that. And then I'm like, Galaxy S20 Plus. <laughs> oh, man. Main sensor. Main sensor. Yeah. Galaxy S20 Plus. That was the first one. And so they're adopting it, but they've got the sensor shifting technology mm-hmm. that we've been using in Panasonics for how long? I hate it. Okay, I've, I've said this on so many podcasts. I said it to you. I hate that they did this because I <laughs> I go for the pro because I like 
what I keep saying is quality of life. I like being able to take out the phone and being able to do everything without fiddling with it, without two-handing it right. or anything like that. But then they put the great camera in the Max, and I just can't. I'm so mad because obviously we know people. Fisher, Mr. Mobile himself, uses an iPhone Pro for B-roll. Yeah. And now that we have sensor technology that makes that even more of a reality, I want it so that I can have that camera in my pocket. And if I feel like filming a thing, I can film a thing. Right, <laughs> right. Like, I hate this. And so it's one of the things. If, if you're a creator. But it's a big screen. And, and I'll tell anybody, like, if, if listen, if you're a started, startup YouTuber and you want to give it a try, pay the extra 50 bucks, go for the iPhone 12. You'll be perfectly fine. Um, obviously, if you've got a little extra cash, 12 Pro Max, mm -hmm. theoretically. Obviously, we have to try out the phones. Yes. I'm, um, I, I can already tell that the first half, I mean, you're doing the review for Pocket Now, obviously, but yeah. I, can t I can already tell that the first half of my review over on JV then will be, I hate the size of this phone, and the last half of the video is going to be, I love so, this camera. So <laughs> I have used the 11 Pro Max, which I thought I would hate. Oh, and I funny, I used it alongside the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra. <laughs> that was bad. I, you know, I didn't really, I got used to it. TK said the same thing. And he did point out something that I feel like I should be aware of. I hate Max phones because my first Max phone was the 10s Max, which was just a poorly designed big phone. Which is a poorly designed big phone, yes. Yeah. So the 11 Pro Max, on the other hand, it improved it. It was a little bit, it was, it was a little bit more, what's the term I'm looking for here? It didn't waste space as much. So I, I don't know. I think it was the same thing. But I feel that, I, again, this is the first time that I'm like waiting actively for a Pro Max phone. Okay. First time ever. And it's literally because I really want a vlogging phone. I even told you, I want to get that Sony ZV-1. And then Apple announces the, the freaking 12 Pro Max the next day. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, though. I wonder if they're going to fix the lens issues with it's not the just camera. the it's not just the lens. I think I know what you're talking about. It's the not, green spots. Have not you seen just them? It, it's the it's the it's the flares. Yeah. Because it here's the thing. Like I remember um the reviewer from The Verge made a big Oh yeah, Be Becca. Becca, thank oh you. Oh my god. Can I just Becca, if you ever listen to this at some point, you're the best. She's I, I, and I love when Neli, Neli is the coolest guy. I love when Neli is like, "Let me here's an expert." <laughs> yeah, indeed. And and gives props to Becca's work. I love everything. Yeah. Every single review ever done is is just fantastic. Yeah, she does a great job. Yeah. And I loved it that she dedicated a certain part of her review to those parts. This is something I've noticed with every iPhone. And I'm not an expert. This is just my speculation it's not really the lens the lens is good it's the glass over the lens yeah it flares and it's and it's been the story with every iphone since the 11 yes. sorry since the 10 yeah, iphone yeah. 10 there's something about it like there's some sort of maybe the glass is not close enough to the actual optics Prob i think it's too close actually you think it's too close which you, if you've ever used the galaxy if you've ever used the galaxy for video, you don't have that problem. Exactly. You don't Which have that problem. I don't really get where Apple 
like they don't get it for some reason. Wait a second. So you're telling me that you don't get the company that actually put the only two USB-C ports on the MacBook Pro for so many years, <laughs> so stuck together that you couldn't use both USB-C ports at the same time. You're telling me that Apple would not be capable of making such a mistake over aesthetics. I Okay, you're right. You're right. But the reason why I say it the way I say it is because Apple has been touted in the past, with the iPhone X even, of having commercial things filmed with that phone. You would think they would put more thought into something like flares. So th- that's that's what baffles me. It uh, it does to me too. It does to me too, and it's one of the main reasons why I'm like, all right, buy your damn ZV one for night blogging if you ever have to. <laughs> it's you know, we're we're at a point where Apple really wants to convince people that phones are good enough to replace everything else. I think they're close, particularly with computational photography. It's funny how Android was actually born as a camera operating system and eventually became a phone operating system. If there is a time when we need Android as the operating system of the Panasonic S5 or the Sony A7S III... Give it to Sony. The Panasonic's fine. (laughs) I'm happy with the S5's menu system. No, but the point being, can you imagine computational photography coming out of a real smartphone, of a real camera lens? As far as pure menu systems are concerned. Right, but think about it. Think about computation. Like if Apple ever launched the camera with all their computational photography prowess, which they never really talk much about, Mm -hmm. but dude, like look at the photo, like the selfies from the iPhone. I'm like this. I look. I look five years younger. I think it. I think they look good, but I, I would. I would say after doing some, because I still have to do my real world camera test with the 12 Pro, mm-hmm. um, which I, I found my way of. I, I couldn't because the thing is I couldn't really go anywhere, so or I didn't want to go anywhere. Yeah. So I figured the angle is all of our friends talk about it as a viable B roll camera. So why don't I just use it for that? So I'm actually filming the bulk of my S my watch SE nice. using the iPhone. Nice. Um, so that's how I realized I could do that. Anyway, the video is flares aside. The video is a whole nother level. Yeah. It's insane. I, and it's, I, and there's I kind, no room for comparison. I kind of don't get whether how they do it. You want to know since when hmm. iPhone four. I don't know. Cause I've, had, Oh, I can show you videos right now. But the thing is, a lot of Android phones have, I guess I'll use no, the term matched. Josh, I will show you a 720p video of my kids in 2010, filmed with an iPhone 4, and you will tell me that no Android phone right now is that good. Okay, I, I, I'll take you up on that. I'm talking iPhone 4. No stabilization back then. There was no OIS. First phone was the Nokia Lumia 920, which came out later. Um, dude, it's, it's, it's insane. Like Apple, Apple figured out the codec. So you, you do know that the ISP on the chip has a lot to do with the camera prowess. Yes. If not everything. And they figured it out ever since that A4 chip, which the first phone to ever bring it. If you remember the first iPad brought it, first iPhone to bring it was the iPhone 4. Yeah. Dude. So if like a lot of people don't remember this. But the first phone to film 720p video, yes, it was a Nokia. I know. Don't hate me for it. I know it was a Nokia. Um, But like the first mainstream smartphone, let's just say, was the iPhone 4. And I remember starting to film video with that thing. And I was like, whoa, whoa. This was Apple, which if if I show you every video film from the 3GS was trash. Uh, It was not great. And then the 4 just blew 
anything out of the water. Like, bear in mind, this was the time of Pocket Now Daily beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, I started the Pocket Now Daily in two thousand, in late two thousand eleven, and my camcorder, which could oversample seven twenty p into ten eighty p, whatever Canon Pixia that was. Oh wow! I know. You haven't heard that name in a while. Not in a while. <laughs> Whatever Canon Pixia that was, that looked like trash beside a daily shot video with the iPhone 4. That good. Wow. I mean that it, good. The 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 high quality video is a known commodity and that that again, it come it brings me right back to the idea that I hate that they did this because now I'm forced to get the more expensive bigger phone because that camera might be that amazing dude photos are as good as they have been i don't think there's anything truly revolutionary about the photos but the video is going to be some other thing photos are photos are great i just here's the problem you know what the problem is it's called google yeah it's called that's why i have an iphone 12 pro and a pixel 5 in my pocket no yes but it's called google sitting in their laurels with the pixel 5 what special did you find on the pixel 5 design i will i'll, I'll no, say no, no. from photography nothing oh, yeah, nothing literally pixel 5 is an iteration of the last two this is literally pixel 2xl 3xl i don't see any difference in these photos versus that they were ahead of their time now they are caught up mm-hmm. and if you remember when we did the whole uh pixel 4 uh night tour like fisher and i were looking at the, the results and we were looking at the iPhone 11 at the time, and the iPhone 11 was chewing it up. Mm. No, not even the 11. iPhone 10s was chewing the Pixel up without a night mode. Without a night mode, the iPhone 10s was chewing it up. And then the 10s launches uh, three weeks later, and just the 11, and just eats it up completely. Yeah, it's. A whole different conversation since we're hitting that hour mark. But whole different conversation is that I'm sure that because a lot of what Google introduced in the Pixel 5 are actually video centric, those stabilization modes. Those are, that's what's new. So the- for what? Like, dude, dynamic range on the selfie. So, okay, who wants video? Think about it. Vloggers, mm-hmm. the average person, like, I want to make a, a, this, listen, smartphone makers, I want you to think about this. Whenever people want to like edit their videos on iMovie or Windows Movie Maker, like the average (laughs) consumer, you know what the problem is? A lot of people don't understand the difference between 1080p and 4K. Indeed. And the problem is they'll understand 4K on their TVs, which they're already buying like crazy. But then when you limit them to only 1080p from the selfie camera, you're literally shooting yourself in the foot. Yes. Do me a favor, just particularly OnePlus, I'm looking at you. How dare you launch the the OnePlus Nord with 4K on the selfie camera (laughs) and not do it on the AT, for Christ's sakes. What is wrong with you? Was it not on the AT? It's not on the AT. Oh, I think I forgot. I was like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Wait, no, this is your damn flagship. Yeah. And then the mid-ranger. Oh, and there was a wide on the front of the Nord. Right. At 4K. That's true. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Like, again, totally different conversation for later. But I think that Google putting out the Pixel 5 
showing a few of what they've got working and got in the works. But then they shoot themselves in the foot with the front-facing camera for selfie video. Which I agree with you. So you you can't use it as like the total video camera you would ever want to replace a camcorder with. Which I get you. But it again, Google is the beta testing of of companies is little by little. So the Pixel 5 is the affordable flagship with a few good things. I'm actually looking forward to the Pixel 6 because if these same features make it onto updated camera hardware, I think we can I think we're in for something pretty good. How much does the Pixel 5 cost? Seven. Go buy yourself an iPhone eleven for five ninety nine. And shoot the pixel in the foot. Fair. End of story. Not stills. Oh. I don't. I still think the pixel stills are are, are better. No, they're more reliable. What do you mean? They're more reliable because if you if I were to take if this were two years ago, three years ago, and we were talking Pixel Two XL versus the iPhone Ten, oh, that was obliterated out of the water by computational photography. But now Google launches a phone without and. Bear in mind, I recommend the Pixel. I'm like, listen, this is a great phone. It's great for its time. You know what the problem is? It's called iPhone 11. Dropping $100 on the price tag. I can't say 10R because it does 1080p from the selfie camera. But like, if you want to get a phone that's literally the Pixel with iOS, we're talking iPhone 11. <laughs> it's that. It's got the battery life. It's got all the video capabilities. It's got the same focal lengths on the camera with the balancing. It's got computational photography. Fine, it doesn't have the screen. It's got the horrible notch. It's got everything you want. I don't care. Like, consumers don't really... Like, the average consumer just wants one product that can do everything right. And I'm sorry. If you're giving me 1080p from the selfie camera in 2020, (laughs) you really don't know what you're doing. I'm there with you. I'm there with you on that particular point. And I will say this. Um, I'll concede in this way. The iPhone 11 is that good in video and good enough in photos. On the on the flip side, the Pixel 5 is really good with photos, kind of trash in video. <laughs> no, not kind of trash. Dude, watch my review. You don't watch Pocket Now, how dare you? <laughs> what are you <laughs> The video is okay, but... No, Josh, watch my review. <laughs> How dare you? You haven't watched my review. I've been using the Pixel 5. I'm oh, happy with it. come on. No, dude, like, my God. I literally do a shot. Obviously, I'm testing dynamic range. I'm walking from the inside of the studio, and the door behind me, which is pitch black, is literally this gray, scratched-up version of, like, grain. I'm like, oh, but here's my. the thing. You're, you're extolling the virtues of... Smart HDR, which I agree, smart HDR is nice. But in a good environment, smart HDR kills what is the real scene with contrast. Let me go back to the topic of politicians that we started this conversation <laughs> with. Just do your job. <laughs> I, Dear Google, do me a favor. Just do your job. See, like here, I, I commend the Pixel for a few things. The price. Yeah. They stopped going for the crazy price. The the choice of internals, they gave me more storage, which I care about. They gave me more RAM at the expense of a processor that's actually not bad. They didn't make me choose my 5G. They gave me the cameras that I actually wanted this time, and then they brought their computation for the 2X optical, for, sorry, for the 2X digital, which is actually pretty good. You don't really need more than that. Yep. Um, just do me a favor. Just do your job. Give me some sort of facial recognition, like an ice cream sandwich, for my notifications to not show up on the lock screen. Yep. 
what you did with the Pixel 4 so well. And then just do me a favor, keep the fingerprint scanner at the back, keep the wireless charging, all that's great. Just come on, guys. You can't, like video, you can't tell me that the Pixel 5 was not inspired by the iPhone 11. You can't tell me that it wasn't inspired by the success of that phone. You, you, you said, you know what, I'd rather do a premium mid-ranger that does good after my success with the Pixel 3a and then the Pixel 4a, but then you can't get video wrong in this day and age. Yeah. This is creator time. This is right now my country. I know of everything that's happening because of all the videos that people are sharing on social media with the little internet they have because they're reporting over the difficulties that my country is going through, which we saw with the Black Lives Matter movement as well, with all the police brutality and everything. You can't undermine video in 2020. Are you kidding me? You couldn't undermine video 10 years ago. What are you guys doing? To that end, to that end, um, the most popular social media platform right now is it's all video. video. It's all video. Yeah. You're so right. I'm sorry. If you want to get taken seriously by, by the younger generation, you have to get what they care about right. Yeah. And you can't tell me that they're going to have to choose in the quality of resolution of their selfie camera, which is the one they use the most. Yes, I have said that on many videos, front-facing camera, especially for the TikTok generation, you gotta have more than 1080. Exactly, yeah. and so what does the what does Apple get right with social media? It's called quality, mm -hmm. quality, damn it. Yeah, Like try to do a freaking Instagram story. <laughs> that's more on Instagram though. Because they're not they're not supporting Android well enough. Well, it's the whole mentality of emulating the applications over the operating system, and we get technical Agreed. about it. That's true. But That's you true. get you get the point. Here's the thing: Android really needs to grow up to consumers more than they do to carriers. It's funny when they're like, "Yes, but Android is 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 like it's free," and and but and they say free like I could do whatever I want with my operating system. Yeah, try to use a T-Mobile phone. Yeah, <laughs> with they a lock, lock it bootloader. up. They lock it up. Like, try to use that. Like, don't tell me that. Come on, you you want to tell me that? Like, seriously, mm -hmm. it doesn't really work that way. It's free for the carriers to do whatever they want with it. Really, the consumer, not every Android phone is. Yeah, and I really do believe that if Google, like, yes, Android is the most popular operating system in the world, but you can't deny that Apple really takes a big chunk of the market with. How many phones versus how many others on Android? Mm -hmm. Android yeah. wins by volume and not necessarily by quality. That's what I was about to say. Well, not quite in those words, but I was going to say Andrew, Android, not Andrew, Android. They have so many brands. So many brands, so many approaches. Apple's one. Exactly. And I do understand that from a developer perspective, the emulation is probably the best solution. I get that. You can't cater one app to so many other solutions. I get that. Fix your emulator. Mm -hmm. Fair. Fair. All right. Well, just over the hour mark, that turned into almost a debate over iPhone versus Pixel. <laughs> listen, fine. I'm listen. In my pocket are an iPhone 12 and a Pixel 5. Yeah. I'm not a Pixel hater. I recommended it in my review. I was I was so close to saying the same thing, but I didn't know if that would like lessen my argument. <laughs> I'm not a Pixel hater. I love this Pixel 5. Because we are the privileged that we can say, well, I got both. <laughs> so I, I, I try but, not to but, say but that. But honestly, it's like my, me telling my cousin, if he asked me what phone, and I'm like, okay, what phone will do everything that he wants? He yeah. adores his dogs. 
he loves them. He's filming them all the time. And so what phone will do the job that he wants at a time when video is so crucial for social media? It's an iPhone, not because the iPhone is better. I'm not saying it is. They just get the consumer features right. Yeah, they clearly get video way better. I okay. totally agree with that. I absolutely agree. To that end, um, I will volunteer the plug of Jaime's Pixel 5 review. Um, we will all watch it together, me included. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but with that said, um, yeah, is there anything that you want to plug? Uh, you can let everyone know where to find you, aside from Pocket Now, which obviously they are here for. Oh, bars in Brooklyn. <laughs> there you go i need to get over there hopefully soon well dude you've got a place to stay you know that man. there we go whenever like, you want i do miss I'm, i i have not moved i am so i'm this close to just road tripping up and the beautiful thing is you don't have to quarantine if you fly from california <laughs> because we're both screwed <laughs> <laughs> no new york has no restrictions for california because they know california has taken the viruses seriously they have but we have them we have like what, third in cases or second in cases? Doesn't matter. California has been putting in a lot of effort. I agree. I agree. Okay. Well, with that said, um, yeah, like, great to have you back on the show. We'll make sure to, to get you back on with this mic. You'll be back on more often. <laughs> um, we just need to get you an interface. That's the main thing. Unless you just want to connect it to your, no, no, to your no. PC. No, let's do. Let's work on that. All right, cool. I'm well, willing to learn. There we go. I'll let you know. Because even today, when 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 uh, when we were about to head out to get food, I was actually going to stop by a music store and pick up another interface. No way. Um, but I didn't call them, so it's fine. In any case, before I get off too much on that tangent, let's get into the outro starting now. Follow the links for Jaime across all of the interwebs using the show notes or the description. Uh, you can also follow me across the interwebs. I am JVTechT on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm going to go ahead and throw that on there because I might be doing some TikTok content soon. Uh, so, you know me, I'm JV, I love tech, and I love to drink me some tea. Follow Pocket Now on all platforms, including Instagram and Twitter at Pocket Now. Head over to uh, the Instagram profile in particular because from time to time we will do bonus episodes where we just do black a half hour talking with you the audience and like a Q&A on IG live from there you can head over to pocket now for your read up on the news and then subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash pocket now where videos are coming out basically every single day with all of that said we're going to go ahead and call it on this one thank you so much for listening take care of yourselves and each other and we will see you in our next episode